0: Welcome to the TSO Podcast. I'm Kathleen Kajioka from the New Classical FM.
1: Those are real moments when you can stop and think this is a great thing and I'm doing something wonderful.
0: That's TSO Associate Principal Horn Christopher Gongos. You'll hear more from him later in the show. Our first guest is Canadian composer Abigail Richardson-Schulte. Richardson-Schulte is the composer-in-residence with the Hamilton Philharmonic Orchestra. Her musical adaptation of Rock Herrier's The Hockey Sweater, a co-commission by the TSO, has been performed by almost every professional orchestra across Canada. and She returns to the TSO this week with that piece. Abigail Richardson-Schulte joins me now in studio. Abigail, welcome. Thank you. So first of all, set up your piece for us, The Hockey Sweater.
2: Sure. Well, five years ago, the Toronto Symphony Orchestra commissioned the hockey sweater and a couple of other orchestras joined into the commission, Calgary Philharmonic Orchestra and National Arts Centre Orchestra. And it's just been such a joy. The piece is five years old this year. It's It's got about 40 performances this season. So it's really Amazing. just taken off. Wow. Now, did you feel a particular pressure when
0: setting this very famous, well-loved story? How did that feel to approach that as a composer?
2: Well, it was really fun, but to be honest, I did feel a bit of an obligation to pretend I liked hockey. That's what people (laughs) asked me right away. And I, for a while, said yes, but now I just come out and say, no, not really. (laughs) It was a bit foreign to me growing up because my family came from England. So I watched with interest as my friends were, you know, fascinated and screaming at the TV. And I grew up in the sort of Lanny McDonald, Calgary Flames versus Wayne Gretzky, Edmonton Oilers rivalry. So I certainly understood it. Okay, but in a way,
0: hockey is, I mean, it's central, but it's not central. It's more the spirit of the thing, right? Yeah. The center of the
2: story. And the storytelling of it, the drama of it. So I just love telling the story. But, you know, certainly there were some pressures because it was such a, a famous story. But in the end, I just decided to have fun with it and did some kind of well, crazy things on stage, like put a hockey game on stage with the players. What? Turned the conductor into a referee who, you know, takes off a jersey, uh, uh, off a jacket and reveals a ref jersey and a whistle. It's <laughs> all really crazy. Oh my gosh. Rock breaks the stick right on stage, so the stage manager figured out just the perfect glue to get the uh, the stick glued back together for the next performance again. Uh, we, we rent hockey jerseys and props through the Canadian Music Centre with a score. Uh, it's 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 a very different piece. Okay,
0: so this is not your sit down and just like take in a bunch of sound kind of piece. Uh, No, no. (laughs) You're capturing the full drama, I can see. Yes. Uh, From what you're saying, wow. So in terms of the music itself, uh, how would you describe it or what's your style? What was your approach?
2: Well, for this, I really wanted to take my style out of it. That might seem a bit strange, but... In setting a story, it's really my job to tell the story as best I can. So I was writing in here in certain styles that I wouldn't normally do. Like, for example, I start the piece off with fiddle music. I wouldn't normally do that in my compositions, but I really wanted to take us back in time to rural Quebec. Uh, I borrow some sports fanfares that, again, I wouldn't usually do. Uh, I, I use the organ to represent the church and the hockey arena, course, obviously. And yeah. And then I have to use that, and I, I wrote a sort of minor church hymn, uh, which makes an appearance several times. So, again, a- anything to tell the story. Um, but I certainly do use the instruments of the orchestra to help tell the story and, and help the characters character. For example, Rock's mother, Rock's mother is a bit of a nag in the book, right? She's mm-hmm. she's always wagging her finger. And so I really wanted a, a naggy sound from the woodwinds. And so I made up a little theme, which always accompanies her, the sort of wah, 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 um, <laughs> whenever she says anything. So that's an example of, of using the orchestra to tell the story. Okay, uh, I'm getting a sense from all of this, why this is getting
0: performed so much. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds amazing. So we're going to hear some highlights now from the hockey sweater. Can you set up the clips for us?
2: Sure. So the clip starts right at the beginning of the piece. This is the fiddling tune I made up, which is then spread around the orchestra. Then we get Rock's first introduction to his stories, where he talks about the winters of his childhood, but also uh, different places. So he mentions the school, and there we have, you know, a big crash because it's a negative thing. Uh, The church, so the organ makes an appearance. And then the hockey rink, but, you know, their real lives were on the hockey rinks. So exciting hockey music. And uh, right at the end of this clip, you're going to hear a pause. And uh, this is when the hockey game starts. So the orchestra suddenly chants, face off. And at that point, that's when the conductor takes off the jacket and reveals the ref jersey and doesn't (laughs) let the hockey game start that's just about to start behind him uh, until he actually drops the puck.
0: Abigail, thank you so much for coming and sharing all about your journey with this piece.
2: You're most welcome. Thank you.
0: The winters of my childhood were long, long seasons. We lived
3: in three places. The school, the church, and the skating rink. But our real life was on the skating rink. Real battles were won on the skating rink. Real strength appear on the skating ring. The real leader showed thanks.
0: is Canadian composer Abigail Richardson Schulte. You can hear her piece performed by the TSO at the Young People's Concert this Saturday. Tickets are available at tso.ca. You're listening to the TSO Podcast. Stay with us. Our next guest is TSO Associate Principal Horn, Christopher Gongos. Before joining the TSO in 1998, Gongos was Principal Horn at the Kitchener-Waterloo Symphony and Associate Principal Horn of the Winnipeg Symphony. He's also a dedicated teacher at the University of Toronto and the Glenn Gould School. TSO Principal Bass Jeff Beecher caught up with Christopher Gongos to talk about his life with the orchestra. Take a
3: listen. Chris Gongos, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Jeff. So, Chris, uh, you've had a wonderful career so far with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra as our associate principal horn. Are there any particular memories that stand out, either from this past season or seasons past, that are particular highlights for you?
1: Well, I suppose the tours have always been great, playing in some of the fantastic halls of the world, mm-hmm. be it Carnegie Hall or, or the Music for Concertgebouw. Those are real moments when you can
3: stop and think, This is a great thing, and I'm doing something wonderful. I remember uh, back in January at the National Arts Center, speaking of being on tour, there was a uh, a sort of uh, heroic moment for you (laughs) where uh, Neil DeLand, our principal horn, fell ill along with a couple other musicians, and you stepped in as a total hero's work in Dvorak Seven. What was that like for you? Well, it's always shocking
1: to get the call, saying that you're you're on, Um, but it is part of the job. Right. Right, so... In the back of our minds, we're always thinking it's a possibility. So if the symphony is Dvorak Seven that week, I'd better at
3: least be somewhat ready to sit in that chair. So you have another solo turn coming up with the TSO. You'll be standing in front of the orchestra in some of our upcoming student concerts this month. Uh, tell us about the piece you're playing. It's Howard Cable's Point Peely, is that right? Right.
1: It's a three-and-a-half-minute piece featuring the horn. It's very melodic. It's beautiful, it's peaceful. Um, Howard wrote it as the middle movement of a piece called The Ontario Pictures in 1986. And um, he was just a, a master at orchestration
3: and knew how to write very well for the horn. Mm-hmm. So I know besides all the incredible work you do as a performer with the TSO, you're an active teacher at the Glenn Gould School as well. What's it like for you to balance that between performer and, and teacher?
1: Well, during the school year, it's difficult schedule-wise. There are a lot of demands that teaching has, um, both on your, your time and on your headspace. Mm-hmm. But I, I consider it a, a really important part of what I do. I think to nurture the young players is really important, to give back what I, I think I was given as mm-hmm. a student. And um, also to teach makes me think about my own playing. So I think it keeps me on my toes you know, it actually makes me recall when I was a student, which was probably the period of greatest learning and, and growth, of course. So, you know, it, if I'm facing a problem in the orchestra or with my playing in general, I can think back to what any one of my teachers would have said,
3: right. which is very useful. Do you think of your studio as a laboratory for you as well as your students? Are you kind of hashing out just the the great scientific process of playing the horn together?
1: Yes, and in fact, I, I say that to my students all the time. I say, this is, like, white lab coat time. Right. You know, it's it's not a time to be very, very judgmental because things could go any number of ways, but it's a time
3: to just figure all this stuff out. How do you balance that, then? The idea that you have standards and, and you're trying to, you know, really push them along, but knowing how, in particular, the French horn is really one of the most, if not most difficult instruments, technically speaking, to get them that sense of, like... Push but also nurture.
1: You have to be very clear that there's an experiment time yeah. and and figure things out time, but the end goal is to sound great and to play at a level that is the standard that's expected mm-hmm. if one's to be working or or winning auditions or teaching themselves. So the the experiment leads to, hopefully, great playing.
3: Well, they certainly got a great teacher in you, Chris. Well thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Jeff.
0: That was TSO Associate Principal Horn, Christopher Gongos. He takes a solo role this Saturday at the TSO's Young People's Concert. That brings us to the end of this week's TSO podcast. Don't forget, let us know what you think of the show. Send an email to community at tso.ca or leave a note on our Facebook or Twitter pages. For more music and stories from the Toronto Symphony Orchestra, join us on Sunday night with the TSO. That's every Sunday at 8 p.m. on the new Classical FM. I'm Kathleen Kajioka. Join us next Monday for another episode of the TSO Podcast.
3: This spring, escape into music with the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. For a limited time only, tickets are 50% off when you use promo code SPRING. Choose from Beethoven, Mozart, Broadway, and so much more. Some exclusions apply. Hurry, this offer won't last long. Book superb seats now at tso.ca.